Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. All you motherfuckers are going to pay. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're going to fuck your mothers while you watch and cry like little whiny bitches. We're going to make them eat our shit, then shit out our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made them eat. And then all you motherfuckers are next. Love, James Bob. You know, if we had a time machine, we could have Old Smith and New Smith and make them fight. That's true. We could. That's what we've. What this podcast is building up to. Oh, hundred percent. Let them fight. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Welcome, folks, to Old Smith, New Smith. I genuinely don't know who to give the edge in that fight. Is it Old um, Smith or is it New Smith? Oh, that's true. They both have. They both yeah, have strengths like, and weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool. That's a cool fighting. That new, cool new, new, fight. new Smith is a little, you know, a little, little bit healthier. Um, but old Smith's but got, old Smith got the size and younger. the youth. Yeah. It's the same, honestly, with old Keanu versus new Keanu or young Keanu, which is like old Keanu knows how to fight a lot more than like Bill and Ted Keanu. Right? That's true. Yeah, I'd give. Yeah. I'd actually give old Keanu the or new Keanu the edge against. Bill and Ted so and, and even Point Break Keanu. Yeah, I think so too. He'd fucking murder him with a yeah, book. Yeah, Krav Maga shit. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast, folks. <laughs> Johnny Utah wouldn't know what was happening. No, well, in more than ways than one, he'd be like, is that me from the future? <laughs> Wait, what? Why is he so <laughs> mad at me? Is he part of the surfers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember Hardball? I do. I haven't seen it. Neither have I. We should watch Hardball. I know Came out of, on 9-11. I know one of the kids dies. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Spoilers for Hardball. Spoilers folks. for Hardball. I'm not telling you which one because I don't know, but I did hear that one of the kids dies in that movie. Like in the movie? Yeah. It's, it's part of the plot. So it's like, it's like eagle? double whammy. It comes out on 9-11 and one of the kids dies. Uh, <laughs> technically, it came out September 14th for the record. Fair. But, you know, fair. We're, that's, that's honestly worse. Yeah, the because uh, on nine eleven it's like, oh, we didn't know. On September fourteenth, it's like we had a moment to veer away. We could have thought about um, this, yeah, but we didn't have that much time either. Like the the marketing was done. You it's know? already finished. Yeah, the, it's coming. Yeah, out. the premiere had happened. Yeah, it's coming out, baby. I, 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 yeah, the, it's it was sent to theaters probably at that point. I know I've said this before, but the uh, the No Use for a Name live album came out on nine eleven. Nice. Yeah, didn't like a I'm not a Lincoln Park. I feel like there's. There's an album. There was a number of albums that came because nine eleven was a Tuesday, yeah. and traditionally Tuesday is when new releases, like movies, right. CDs, and stuff, hit stores for whatever reason. Right. It's usually Tuesday. Right. Welcome to nine eleven cast. Nine eleven podcast. No, okay. Listen, listen, folks. First of all, big thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank Sorry, you. we began this with nine eleven talk. I'm not. Uh, na- you probably <laughs> not, expected no, no. us to. That's fair. At Nerd Numbers gave us a task, and that is to watch Kevin Smith films in a specific order, which is um, from the outside in, uh, where we started on we started on his older films and his newest films, and we worked our way to the the middle. You know, like you eat corn on the cob, right? You start at one end, and then you start at the other end, and you work way to, your way to the middle. Sure, if that's how you that eat corn normal on the thing cob. everybody does yeah. the normal way. Um, and so we are we are comparing and contrasting those films, um, which I guess means something. We're comparing Kevin Smith's older work to his newer work. It, um, it there's a um, there's been a if you if you've been listening you you you've probably have noticed this as well that there's been a surprising amount of synergy and connections between the two films that hundred percent we've been pairing together, even if it doesn't seem like there would be. Right, and and. Uh, I'd say where it's what I like about this formula is it's the dynamic changes, which is that at first it's like let's compare this young director to this older director. Now when we're meeting in the middle, it's more about how 
um, like that general time in his life, mm-hmm. the mid career. And I, I want to say it's not necessarily his mid career. For the record, Kevin Smith, if you're watching this, you uh, watching with your ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be like, what do you know that I don't? Is this going to end with you like fucking, you know, being a Mark David Chapman on my ass? And and the answer is no. Um, this probably could be not. probably not. Yeah, it, it's a ninety percent chance we won't. And so the point being that, you know, we might continue this podcast a little bit. There's been talk of us covering Clerks 3 in the future, for example. Um, the point is, is that these, uh, this, is, this is the game we're playing, and it's fun. And it's interesting. And I think, the dyna- again, the dynamic plays as we, like, go through the timeline in this unique way. Yeah. And so today, uh, we're at the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back from 2001. <laughs> I was about to say, speaking of 9-11, this came out, I think, a month before 9-11. Oh, I think it, healed, I think it came it out in August. Us. I think it came out in yep. August. Well, then we were completely on theme, weren't we? Yeah. With our 9-11 it's related. Talk. You didn't think we were. Yeah, we're going to be later pairing this up with the 2010 film Cop Out, and that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I have, I have not seen Cop Out in, like, 15 years, so. Yeah, I saw it once. It was fine. I... I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll cross we'll that talk, bridge when we'll, we get we'll to talk it. We'll talk about it on the cop-out episode, but... Yeah, I understand why, you know, that and Jersey Girl, where it's like there's a certain... He didn't seem to consider that his strongest films. That was when he had, like, uh, you know, kind of hit past the studio stuff or past the view skew stuff. It was trying to just make studio films. Right. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. But I think yeah. on the cop-out episode, but I believe cop-out's the first movie he directed that he didn't write. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, interesting. I think that's um, true. Yeah, and I guess when we talk about how they compare, um, uh, there's a there's a dynamic there I want to talk about with the this studio film because what this is, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, I'm sure you remember this at the time. This was seen as the final View Askew film. This was the swan song for View Askew, yeah, and it, yeah, it, it even and ends so, in the end credits with Jay and Silent Bob have left the building. Exactly, and it's it it it's supposed to be, and it wasn't because much like you know he's basing this off of comic book worlds, and much like comic book movies, there's never an end, and there was never an end in here, so it was very fitting. But at the time, this was big. This was a big film, as big well big for Kevin as Smith as big as he had done because, ever. Yeah, yeah, because it was like this is it, folks. We're doing it uh, to the point that they had to. I know. I I I had the DVD of this, uh, they had to turn people away for cameos. And in fact, cut a scene, a cameo with Adam Carolla, to which I say, good idea. Good work. Maybe they should have gone Did, a little bit yeah. further and removed some yeah. of these other cameos. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least we dodged but at that the time, bullet. Yeah, we dodged the Adam Carolla bullet. Are there other uh, problematic cameos in this? Um, Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek are both kind of oh, about... Oh, they both suck uh, now? They think they're both about scumbags, right? Oh no! I didn't know that about either of them. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I can, I can, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I think <laughs> they haven't I've, been around in a while. I think that's true. I assumed so. Vanderbeek. This is off subject, but Vanderbeek was really good in Rules of Attraction, mm-hmm. and I had kind of in the back of my mind assumed like he must be a nightmare, right? Because he's not in anything, so it's like you know he mu- like he seemed to have talent, but he's a, he's not in anything, therefore. And I know this hasn't stopped other people, but I assumed he was like a nightmare on set or something like that. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't Beatcast, you know? It's this not. isn't Vandercast. Yeah. James Vandercast. Dawson cast. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's all to say this, is, this movie is more of a victory lap, right? Yes. Than a movie? This is like a celebration of, of Kevin Smith's career, basically. It's like... Um, Kind of what we talked about with um, Jay and what was it? Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, yeah, we talked about that dynamic a little bit and how it was weird to replicate it in that movie uh, because it was you know yes. twenty years removed from a victory lap and he hadn't done too many View Askew movies in between now and then. But like this, uh, conversely, was like such a big deal for Kevin Smith fans and for people who had been following his career in the '90s and just like. It had like um like he's he's always kind of flown under the radar, but I feel like this one and uh, and uh, Dogma right before it, Dogma got a lot of attention for being controversial. But like I feel like this was the most attention a movie of his ever got. 
Yes. It was, I worked at a movie theater during the t- uh, when this came out. I actually, the managers let me reserve. You couldn't do this. You, you, know, you couldn't actually do this, but I reserved an entire row for this movie so my friends could come see it and stuff like that. <laughs> like it was, it was big it at was the time. It was a big deal, yeah. Like, again. Um, and so like you forget where it's like you see the quick stop at this. And it's like that was the first time we really saw the quick stop. Um, I mean, we saw him chasing Amy briefly. But like things like that where it's like a lot of these characters, you know, uh, uh, the clerk's character is coming first back. First time in color, was, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Where it's yeah, like, like we hadn't seen seeing, Dante and Randall uh, since Clerks and it was, you know. Yeah. And so it was like, it was a lot more like special because now we've done three clerks and stuff like that. And so it felt like it was like, oh, this is it. This, this is, is the it. end of it. This, so, this hit me particularly well, uh, timing wise, because, you know, like you and like probably a lot of people listening to the show, um, yeah. big Kevin Smith fan all through middle school and high school. Um, and I graduated in 2001. So like, and then this, mo- this movie came out that summer. So I went off to college like a, probably a week or two after I saw this movie. So it, like, it felt like the swan song for my my youth as well in in, in terms right. like, like high school I was like okay it's like taking a bow like I felt like it was taking a bow too it's like okay it's I'm moving on from high school I'm moving on from at least this stage of the Kevin Smith stuff and we're we're both gonna it, it it like I I was riding that same vibe of being like okay I'm closing one chapter and beginning an exciting new one that I have no idea where it's gonna take me and and it you get a lot of that vibe from this movie. Like you can feel that excitement and joy from from him and from every, uh, most of the people involved. Where it's like, yeah, it's it's bittersweet that this is done, even though it wasn't. But it was like it was like such right. a cool thing to be like, man, what is he gonna do next? You know, like what is the rest of his career gonna be like? And I was riding that yeah. same wave. So like, I, I really this movie was really important to me. Weirdly, uh, during that it was, summer, it was yeah, it was big at the time, yeah. and it's. It's overall uh, a fun movie. I I think it still mostly not, holds up, yeah. Well, yeah, the question of whether or not it holds up is complicated yes. to me. Because yes. I think if you're if you don't really know Kevin Smith films, it doesn't because something about this movie and this is not a critique. Um it is structurally unbalanced. And what I mean oh, by that... Oh, it's bonkers. The the pa- yeah. the pace of this movie is bonkers. As a movie, <laughs> um things like Will Ferrell's character who is the foil only shows up halfway through the movie. Um, like, the, that's the actual inciting incident. But, I mean, technically it's not because... Well, technically the, it's when they get the cops called on them in front of the quick stop. Yeah, and when they want... that, I love their motivation. It's just we have to stop this movie because we're, we hate people on the internet talking about us. But then at the halfway point, which you could argue, yeah, point of no return, it makes sense. They're suddenly uh, thrown into this heist. And, like, that's when actually, like, the characters who matter actually show up more or less and so it's it's very um top heavy with like well we have to show dante and randall we have to show uh brody these cameos Mm -hmm. that like make it unbalanced but not if you're a fan right you know so it's still like the it's like it's not like hard to watch we've talked about that too especially with reboot where it's like this is kind of impenetrable if you're not a kevin smith fan (laughs) a hundred percent um but at the same time, this also has like the parody stoner adventure film vibe where there's like an element of it of like, we're just having fun. So it, none of it matters, you know? Right. Um, it's the same. It's a very, it's a very uh, familiar road trip formula for comedies like Beavis and Butthead do yeah. America and Dumb and Dumber both do this where it's two buffoons going on the road for an unrelated task and they get involved in this huge inter- like national crime drama. Right. It also has an element, so again, not a critique just because this movie isn't trying to be anything more, or anything not more different than it is. Right. But like, if you were to make an accessible version of this, I think the Hollywood stuff is the most accessible, where it becomes a lampooning of Hollywood yes. with the actual people. Like, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are a delight. Gus Van Sant is my himself. favorite cameo. Counting his money. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus ben, Christ, I'm busy. Ben, I'm, ben. I'm busy. <laughs> busy. So good. So fucking good. Um, <laughs> so action, so that Gus, shit, sir. Yeah. So good. That's the strongest in terms of the most accessible humor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that's near the end. Um, I also want to take, uh, take a moment to ask you, Tom, canonically, how does this fit into the Scream universe? 
Because we know Scream 3, they're on a studio lot. Jay and Silent Bob show up in Scream 3 as Jay and Silent Bob. Don't do right? this to me. I have to. Okay. I have to. Yes, um, yes, you are correct. They show up as Jay and Silent Bob in Scream 3. So the implication is that this movie takes place during the plot of Scream 3. However, they're filming Scream in this movie. Yes. So Another solid cameo from Wes Craven and Shannon Doherty. Yes. I think I, think I have the answer. Uh, and it's weird. It's still weird. It takes a little bit of finesse. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think Scream 3 doesn't take place in this universe. It was simply being filmed in this universe. So Jay and Silent Bob, they aren't, they aren't like uh, in the Scream 3 universe. The Jay and Silent Bob from this walked into them filming a different Scream. Or the Shannon Doherty monkey stuff was cut from the making of Scream 3. Get what I'm saying? I see and that's why saying. Courtney Cox flits, flips them off because they're not supposed to actually be in the shot. So in this universe, they shot this scene for Scream 3 where I the, see. these random people walked in. I she see. flipped them off and then Wes Craven was like, you know what? That's fine. That makes sense, right? Sure. It, it's, and they would call her like Gail Weathers and like, like they, you know, they, they refer to Gail Weathers but it's yes. like, you know, maybe they're just joking. Um, that's the most sense you can make it. And it's not that bad. It just means that s- the Scream movies are filmed in the Jay and Silent Bob universe. Right. And I'm they glad. Scream 3 okay. was originally going to have a monkey in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they test really well. People love monkeys. Yeah. We love this monkey. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. It's funny bullshit. It's, it's, yeah. I, I think a lot of this, even... This movie is not nearly as impenetrable as Jay and Silent Bob Reboot because a lot of it, you know, cameos aside, a lot of it is just jokes. Like, you don't have to know who Jay and Silent Bob are, really. Um, Well, that was, yeah. It's just like, it's this movie is just gags. Yes. It's, it's, again, it's just a stoner comedy. There's some interesting dynamics to it. But yeah, I'd say the reboot is not accessible at all like you said it is impenetrable Um, yeah and it it recycles way too much it does like it's referencing this movie which is referencing other things so it's like references of references um and we already covered that we did um this is more of like more more like we're gonna throw out original jokes we're gonna start like i forgot movies this is the first time they're i think in a movies right like the first time they're outside of they're outside of the movies yeah um, and, uh, it's, there's tons of references like that, but I think if as a stoner comedy, you're just getting high watching this. If you've never seen anything else, you're going to enjoy it for what it is. There's a lot of dumb jokes throughout, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just wall to wall gags, like the jokes per minute and not all yeah. of them land, uh, but like the jokes per minute in this film is astonishing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They just, they, they just don't crams stop. them in there. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's i think this was the best way to do this because the other yeah the other thing about this movie that i think we forget oh, just, i want to pause real quick that's part of why it feels like such a joyful celebration victory lap because he's not even trying to like because his other movies are about stuff like it's there's right. character arcs and there's drama and stuff and there's you know character arcs and some i guess drama in this but it's really just like i don't want to do any of that let's just have fun like this movie well, is just yeah. gags so their arc is they want to beat up these people on the internet and, and at the end they, they just go do. door to door <laughs> doing it they get what they want um no i was gonna say the thing that makes this weird and why it's a good decision to do the thing he did which is that the other aspect of this is that jay and silent bob never supposed to be main characters they nope. weren't designed for that and so the question, how do those you are, make a movie? S- those are real comments, pretty much. Like he's paraphrasing, yeah. but those are real comments he got when this movie was announced. Oh, yeah. The Magnolia <laughs> fan is an Easter egg. I know that because um, they, he had some sort of fight with like Paul with Thomas. PTA? Oh, no. Yeah. There was something <laughs> like that. I know Magnolia fight was a reference to Magnolia it. Magnolia uh, fan, yeah. Yeah. Because Kevin Smith has always famously not been afraid of just saying things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if he thinks a movie sucked, he would just say it. And it's like, when you're in the industry, it's complicated. It gets complicated right. you, to you're, say shit you're like that. jeopardizing potential future working relationships right. when you do and that. And I know there was tension between him and J-Lo, because J-Lo didn't like how candid Kevin Smith always was, you know? And it's like, so because Ben Affleck was... 
his is, friend. Is his friend. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like this, like, there's a leak, you know? Yeah. Like she, she had a very protected image, which is fine, you know. And I think right. so with Ben and Affleck. She, so I know like, there was some. She's like extreme entertainment royalty too, because not not yeah, just exactly. in film, like in music. So it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I could I could see that not like kind of being weird to her. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Smith is he's, this is a weird comparison. It's like Trump. Where you're like, man, that guy's not going to keep any secrets. <laughs> and he, as we're learning, he didn't. Where it's like Smith is just playing it fast and loose. He doesn't. He's not interested in that shit, you know. Yeah. Um. And so it makes him very entertaining for that reason, where he's just fucking spilling the tea uh, every well, which al- way. Yeah, and, and he's always just for the most part, you know, with the exception of Cop Out and Jersey Girl, he's made his movies himself. Yeah, he's always on the fringes. Yeah, um, where it's like so you it's know like he, he has the career where it's like, well, I you know I can I can say I didn't like Magnolia and it's probably not going to hurt yep. me. <laughs> like, and he has the cred because he caused goodwill hunting to exist, um, and uh, you know gave Miramax a lot of success. Um, and of course, he's died uh, tied up with some bad people for that reason, or you know just the one bad person mo- mainly. Um, Both of the brothers were pretty bad, but it's yeah, it's they're primar- both bad. Yeah, primarily Harvey. It's the other but one was covered. Point it being up. that anyway, <laughs> this was this was like height of Miramax. Yeah, where it's like Kevin Smith, weirdly enough, uh, because he was the producer of Goodwill Hunting and like got that fucking thing into Miramax. He was kind of like, you know, they kind of owed him because <laughs> that that it's boosted a, it's, Miramax it's and that joke boosted, of course, several careers. <laughs> yeah, then you got to do the front. You got to do the, the one payback picture. Because yeah. your friend says you owe them, and they both look right in the camera. Yeah. Affleck and Damon, um, yeah. Very silly. Very silly bullshit. Yeah, it's just it's just silly. I, but, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I like them. I do like movies that are unabashedly silly, like when they, well, yeah, when they was, pull it off, when it's actually funny. Well, it's justified, because again, yeah. going back to, okay, what's the best way to make a movie celebrating the this universe? Well, you make it star the only constant in that universe. Jay and Silent Bob were there throughout. Mm-hmm. So it's like making a C-3PO and R2-D2 film, right? Where it's like, okay, they know everybody. Um, and then it's like, okay, what kind of movie you make with them? You make a stoner film. And a stoner films, Harold and Kumar, Cheech and Chong, they're actually kind of a series of vignettes, aren't they? Where it's like they're always they're, bouncing from thing to thing. It's usually a road trip because it's an easy formula for that. Because, yeah, yep. it is It is essentially just a bunch of sketches. <laughs> yeah, and that, it, 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 you know, when you're a stoner drug dealer, that is what you do. You go from thing to thing. Mm-hmm. You know a lot of people. And so, like, that's a common... So that's why this works so well because they're able to insert all these cameos naturally in the, the structure of this style of film. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's kind of perfect yeah. for that. I do want to um, say another one of my, I did say Gus Van Sant's my favorite cameo. My other favorite cameo is Tracy Morgan. The, the, I was about to say the, as the, a uh, pumpkin Escobar. Pumpkin Escobar. Cause the, deli- crack? the del- some crack? <laughs> the delivery of, give me the map, Scott. Give me the map, Scott. Uh, <laughs> the one that gets me is the first one. <laughs> yeah, the first line, crack, want some crack, get you high. And he like puts his hands up like, ooh. <laughs> so it's, very, it's very entertaining. Yeah, he's really funny. <laughs> yeah, this Just... also has um, uh, uh, John Stewart. I think, you know what my favorite has to be by default? William D. B. Davis is in this, otherwise known as the cigarette, cigarette smoking, smoking man. man. Yeah. yeah, he's in the Planet of the Apes fantasy, which... Um, I wanted to single out because, oh yeah, another thing about this movie is if you've read the comics, it's pulling a lot from the Jan Silent Bob comics. Oh, I um, have that, so I didn't know that. Oh yeah, there's a lot. They steal a monkey in that. The Jan Silent Bob Strom comics, um, interesting enough, take place technically between um, Mallrats and Dogma. It yeah. ends at you, the beginning of Dogma. You mentioned that on the Dogma episode I'm remembering yeah. now. Yeah, but in that adventure, they do stuff like they steal monkey, they go on a road trip. He has this Planet of the Apes fantasy in it, which is why uh, he accused Tim Burton of stealing, um, because in his in Jay's original Planet of the Apes fantasy in the comic, there's a shot of the Lincoln Memorial as a monkey, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it showed up in the actual Planet of the Apes movie, which is very funny. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I I could. 
I know in the novel Planet of the Apes, that's kind of how it ends, except the character yeah. is in front of the Eiffel Tower and he sees a truck driver that's an ape. Oh, okay. um, so there's there still it was still the idea of, the, of a landmark being a, a national monument or a landmark being it but for sure kind of yeah moved it over to um an american landmark it's, but it is very it's funny very telling or not very telling oh but yeah it, yeah it's that, uh very coincidental that it's the same yeah exact same one god that's a funny ending just yeah, mark Wahlberg looking up and stricken horror at ape lincoln and then he gets arrested. That's also funny. Mm. Something about a sci-fi movie where at the end you just get arrested. Like he's just going to be in ape jail. Yeah, he's going to be in monkey jail. They're just going to process him. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's or they'll just silly shit. flush him down the toilet or something because they think he's a bug. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, what is this guy? Anyway, back um, to Jay and Silent Bob yeah. Strike Back. Also in the comic, they get chased by Walt Flanagan's dog in the comic. And if you remember in Mallrats, he says, man, that guy's faster than Walt Flanagan's dog. I do remember so, that. Yeah, it's all cinematic universe. But well, I, um, I see. I always thought because Walt Flanagan's a real guy and it's one of his friends. Yeah. I always thought that was just an inside joke with the friends. It might have been because I think the comic actually came after Mallrats, so I, they I added that so, in yeah. to reference the line, so it all comes together. Um, but I wanted to point out the Planet of the Apes fantasy because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about a very specific Kevin Smith style, which is that. Um, and it goes into the parody. It's a, it's a, it's a fading style. It's a style that we don't get any much. I think Seth MacFarlane does it, which is the parody style, which is that they shot a huge sequence for that. There's like, there's like a ape town. They do the effects shot from the ending of Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do they the do scene where monkeys. They, he catches like Randall and Dante in a net. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're in costume. They look like, and, and it's and it's it's, mimi- it's mimicking a- the shots from Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's like very yeah. it's very the Simpsons used to do this a lot in the '90s, where they would just the joke was just that they were just mimicking the movie that they were referencing exactly. Yeah. So along with this being filled with cameos, I love that they spare no expense for like. the, the bits because mm-hmm. that's a thirty second bit. You know. Yeah. That's a huge. Um, and they keep doing that, and they, it, he goes just all out. Um, so, like, I, I, again, it's part of the parody stoner movie stuff, which is like you need to be over the top to some extent. Yeah, and they do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's there's other I want to talk about in uh, context of like comparing it, but I feel like in terms of talking about the movie itself, like we can kind of just call call out our favorite little bits, right? Um, yeah, I've called it. Unless a few. you have something to say about the overall movie, you know, I'm not going to go I mean, through it's, the plot. No, it's it's like we like I said it. It mostly holds up. Uh, there's dated stuff in it. Obviously, it's a comedy from 2001. So there's yeah. I mean, Kevin Smith has always been very front and center about the the gay stuff, mm-hmm. where um, he you know he's had a lot of back and forth about that, and like it's almost ironically in this, but it's also still it's still there. You know, it's hard to ironically do it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, one of my favorite bits is uh, Morris Day and the Time. <laughs> like yeah. it's just that running joke, and then it ends with a concert, right? Which um, you get very stoner movie. Yeah. It reminds me of something like PCU, where mm-hmm. it's like we're just having fun. Um, what's her name? Shannon Elizabeth. Is Shannon like? Elizabeth. Yeah, she was the. Her fall in that sequence is amazing. I just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. Where she has the leg cuffs on, she like whiplash falls, and it's like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> It's just a good fall. Yeah, and um, then in that scene where Will Ferrell's like, don't make me shoot you, Justice. Yeah, <laughs> Will Ferrell's final. Will Ferrell's uh, great. This cylinders. is one of his, yeah. this is one of Will Ferrell's first movies. Yeah, and he's bringing it in a way where it's like, he's bringing a flavor of comedy into this that's both very Kevin Smith, but also not. Right, it's still um, his brand, but he's he's adjusting it to fit in with this the Kevin Smith sort of style. Right, yeah. Judd Nelson's there. Yeah, Judd Nelson <laughs> the is Star great. Star Trek rocks. Uh, yep, yep. Um, oh God, in terms of like, I also have to shout out to Chris Rock because I love that Chris Rock's entire thing is that he just hates hates white people. Yeah, That's and it. then he's ripping into Jamie Kennedy specifically. You <laughs> went to film school, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, and just to get a black man his coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's uh, he's his so first line. Funny look at this. all these crackers. Yeah, that's the thing. It's so fucking funny. He's, he's so just good. so mad yeah. at every, <laughs> everybody around him. 
All right, All let's shoot this people. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> God, oh, he's shit. great in this. Oh, man. Uh, oh, uh, got a shout out to the guy holding the steel beam from Mallrats is in this. Did you oh. catch him? No, I didn't. He's right at the end when they're walking down the studio. He walks by in the background. Oh, nice. He blends in. That's yeah. fun. I didn't notice that. And I've seen this yeah. a few times. Oh, yeah. I told you the other day, I didn't notice that they were going after Provasic from The Fugitive in mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, I love uh, Diedrich Bader's bit is funny as the security guard. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I like Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott is great. <laughs> singing. There's some good outtakes when... Um, this see where he goes because I love animals. I love they animals. have like five takes of Jay just losing his fucking mind. <laughs> it's such a every funny... time he goes because I love. It's his delivery. He's got the braces yeah. and the Prince Valiant wig. It's so fucking yeah. good. <laughs> this movie, I think, a good comparison is something like Super Troopers, right? Where it's so stupid, yeah. like the the clit stuff is so. Oh, dumb. that is it's so they, dumb ev- that you just have to like kind of you're like yeah all right <laughs> just kind of chuckle at it <laughs> yeah the, the the acronym of the group is clit yeah. and they they at first they claim they're sack but they're actually clit and then the john stewart part where they're like the clit is the offshoot of the labia and he's like ah yes the liberate apes before imprisoning apes it's just the yeah. stupidest fucking it's joke really and they keep it in the air that's what i like and yep. they have to keep the ball in the air it's so it's all dumb but the fact that they keep tacking punchlines on it is really fun yeah man they don't let up and that's what makes a joke like that work right yeah. is where you just say oh you think we're done we're gonna keep going yeah. and it's gonna get funny again futurama every does time. that a lot oh yeah I got a little Venture Brothers vibe because they do they do Dark Scooby Doo before Venture Brothers did. Um, oh yeah, they I do. Enjoyed That's right. That. Right. That that was the thing. The Scooby Doo spoof felt very like when I when they first introduced it, I was like, eh. But then what they do with it, where they just make them a nightmare, yeah, is it's a good it's a good twist. Yeah, where they're and just like weird. Brothers, <laughs> yeah. And Shaggy uh, wants George, to steal their organs. Yeah. <laughs> George Carlin in this. Yep. Uh, when he says, sure. don't be so suburban. Don't be so suburban. If it means I can get where I'm going, I'll take a shot in the mouth. <laughs> it's good. It's good. He's so good, man. It's great cameo. Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. That's a fun bit, too, where it just freezes and it says, hey, kids, Mark Hamill. Applause. I always wondered about that. Like, did they, did he have, was he nervous because he had all that shit on him? Maybe, and I think he was. I mean, he's he's a huge nerd. He's a huge. I mean, his the all the the Death Star thing in the first uh, uh, in Clerks in the first few SQ movies. So it's. I think it was probably a mix of that and also just wanting to really savor the moment of being like, I've got Mark Hamill in my movie. Here he is. Yeah, that's and true. he's in a lightsaber fight in my movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, um, the great I, the great line from Chris Rock when he says George Lucas is going to sue somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a couple little moments that I like. Um, I like when Scott Mosier as the AD keeps calling Jay little kid. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, come here, little kid. Come over here. Like, that just gets me. Because you, you think about it, Jay, t- he dresses like a child, like a small child. He behaves like a child. Like, he, he, yeah. he behaves like a 15-year-old. Yeah. The line, what's with the knife? Are we having cake or something? <laughs> um, always enjoy that. Uh, where they can't the, the the quick stop arc where they lean against the uh, other wall. Yeah, and they, they just they, they can't they do it. They can't do it. Uh, a lot of little things, a lot of good little things. Yeah, slamming into the fake studio backdrop gets me every time. So it's Looney Tunes as shit, but I love it. It's yeah. so stupid. Yep. Um. Oh, I want to shout out. I'm just going through my notes now. Want to shout out one moment when the van explodes for like. A half a second, maybe a little longer. Jason Mewes acts. He actually acts. Oh yeah. Like he like he he looks genuinely upset. Yeah. And then it goes into a gag where he screams justice. But just shout out because he he I don't think he really tries to act that much, you know what I mean? Not that much. Um it's 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 more about he's just memorizing his lines and being himself because usually he is written as himself, more or less. Yeah, even when he's not playing Jay. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, he reacts um, as though, uh, yeah, his girlfriend just exploded. Face, yeah. 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 
Yeah, again, for only a second. Yeah, for about a second, but he does. It's yeah. there. Um, I also have to note, uh, I know there's a reference in this, but the banner, this is congratulations on our 37th heist. I just think it's funny that they made a banner. Yeah, they went and had it <laughs> like, made. That's, yeah, that's just a very funny idea that I, I never think about. Uh, there's it, Again, it's, it's sketch comedy. There's all these little stupid offers mm-hmm. throughout it. Uh, shout out to Officer Rick Darris. Um, oh, that yeah. is Rick yep. Darris, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Randall narking on them, which is ultimate villain, Randall. Yeah, that's some villain shit. It really is. Feels a little out of um, character for Randall. Like, why would he care? Well, he is kind of a villain, right? Like, they, it, it they, becomes more clear in like Clerks Three, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, even Clerks Two when he's like talking about dating really underage girls, and they're like, "Oh, they all love me because I have a driver's license." Oh, that's I <laughs> forgot like, about that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Randall a, is he's a villain. A scumbag. Yeah, yeah Randall he's is a the villain. villain. He he blows 100%. up Dante's life over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, generally, very fun. Oh, one one more scene. There's the most dated scene, in my opinion. Do you have a Do you have a opinion on this? The most dated scene. Yep. Hmm. I don't know. What the do you, diamond heist. Uh, it's very like Agent Cody Banks 2000s. Like it the is. gizmo that they have, but the look of it. It's what everyone was doing at the time. Like that's he what was, I mean. It's yeah. yeah. He's spoofing films of the time, but yeah, that is the thing that like, at, like actually dates it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it really looks like a shitty 2000 uh, sci-fi action. And I, I, I do appreciate that the keg is that Allie Larder farts and it sets yep. off the alarm. It's an elaborate <laughs> fart joke. Yeah. Just a really drawn out fart joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, fun movie. If I mean, I don't think anybody's going to watch this for the first time after listening to this podcast. No. Like, um, I don't think. I'm sure not. Yeah. Also, a montage of them beating children. <laughs> that that uh, bad mouse them uh, and other people, but like the first three are children. Yeah, a bunch of kids. I appreciate that. Yeah, I I, I like the gag where they're going to beat up the executive and he holds up a finger and they wait. Yeah, because he's on the yep. phone. <laughs> like they wait yep. for him to finish his phone call. <laughs> mm-hmm. For That's for a, for a few seconds and then they get tired of it. But yeah, I did yeah. like that. But yeah, just a, like a very fun celebration and at the end. We have them all coming out of the movie. The, this is where we get the Banksy retcon thing. Banky. Where he's... Banky, sorry. Banksy's, Banksy's a different guy. someone else. Yeah. Uh, Although it could be Jason Lee. We don't know. We actually don't know. That's no. true. I, I think some people the do. People know but who Banksy is, yeah. I was at this point, being yeah. facetious. And we get the return of um, fucking Joey Lauren Adams. This, that was a surprise. I remember that being a genuine surprise. Uh, because we had known if you'd... It, if you I were mean, a Smith people, fan, yeah. Yeah, you knew that they had bad fucking blood. Well, they had dated, them. and that's what Chasing Amy is about. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. And she's there, with, she's there with Trish the Dish from Mallrats. Yep. Alanis Morissette closes the book at the end, yep. which, again, keeps going. Um, I, I honestly, like... That I remember thinking, like at first, like oh, don't make more, like when Clerks Two was happening, but then Clerks Two was good. Clerks so. Two is another movie that's wall to wall gags almost. I mean, there's there's a genuine dramatic arc in it, but there's so many gags in Clerks Two. Yeah, and we'll talk about it. Um, have we not covered Clerks Two yet? I don't think we have. Man. Right, because that know. comes after this. That's right. That comes after this. It'll be the well. Yeah, that's right. We haven't covered it yet. It's. I don't know if it's next. I think it's on the list. No, it'll be. Um, it'll be Jersey Girl and then Clerks too. I think <laughs> that's a interesting mix. Um, we'll have to figure it out. I don't know. We're gonna go out of order if we want to cover Clerks three. Yeah, um, we'll figure it out in the future. Which I have interesting things to say about that. Mm-hmm, um, me too. But we should talk about how this will compare to Cop Out. Uh, besides the fact that Tracy Morgan's in both, and That's Sean it. William Scott is too. Oh yeah, you're right. He's the he's the cat burglar they use to steal the baseball card that slips and breaks his neck. <laughs> yeah, I think. But then comes back he, to life. I remember in the him end being. I, yeah, I remember him being fun in it. Um, yeah, he's just a guy they arrest and then they 
try to get him to steal the baseball card back for him. I do remember yeah. that sequence. I remember Adam Brody is one of the detectives too, and he's pretty funny. <laughs> right, but yeah. Um, aside from like light plot comparisons, like crime adventure, um, I see two big potential it's a, it's similarities. A, they're buddy comedies. That's one. Oh yeah, that's one. Um, I was thinking in terms of tone, but yeah, what what else are you thinking? I remember the tone of Cop Out being surprisingly more uh, more Kevin Smith than I was expecting because it has well, Bruce Willis in it and it's like he didn't write it. Um, right. But like, at least I'm pretty sure he didn't. I better double check that. I do remember hearing like it was a big blacklist script for a while and it was originally called A Couple of Dicks. Yes. Or a pair of dicks. They literally, well, they say it, and the, they go a couple of dicks in one of the scenes, and it's clear that that's supposed to like s- smash the credits with the that on the screen, but yeah. it's, it says cop out. I, I'm sure the studios were like, you know, can we not have the word dick? That's why he calls um, it. That's why he called it cop out. Yeah, because they copped out on the title. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's one of the first things I want to talk about is the studio film dynamic. I think is interesting, which is that. In Jay and Silent Bob, he's like, he's like top dog, right? He has all these resources, mm-hmm. and he's making the movie he wants to make, and it's ridiculous. Whereas it's the same dynamic in a way. Cop Out is a studio; you have all these resources. Only he's not top dog. Fa- you know, famously, he struggled with Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. um, and it's that idea of like they're both studio film di- like have that dynamic, but one is very different than the other, right? In terms of um, yeah. The power dynamic. There's also, it's not as, there. I remember, uh, I didn't like Cop Out when I saw it. Um, yeah. And I remember part of what I didn't like about it was it, it felt like it didn't have, I don't want to say heart or soul, but it felt like it didn't have that element that his other movies had. Like I, right. could, I could tell that he wasn't real, Kevin Smith wasn't really invested in the movie. Right, and what it feels like to me, and I know this isn't completely true, but Jan Bob Strike Back feels like Kevin Smith is entering the studio system, mm-hmm. and Cop Out feels like he's exiting it, because that is kind of what's happening. He's closing the book on View Skew, and he's going to make movies, mm-hmm. and he made Jersey Girl, and, and Cop Out, and then he's like, okay, not for me. I'll go back and start making yeah, movies both, for me again. Both of those movies got uh, hideous reviews. Right, and so by covering these two movies in a pair that's what we're bookending right Mm -hmm. is that era where he was like i'm gonna try to make movies for the studio more Mm -hmm. um i think that's more more mainstream movies yeah yeah exactly i also think the humor uh, do you do you agree with this idea i think there's two types of kevin smith humor i think there's the gen xy clerk cynical stuff and i think there's the cartoony over the top stuff yes and they sometimes intersect, but I would say both Cop Out and Jane Silent Bob are more towards the cartoony stuff than the Gen X cynical dialogue. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, long sequences where they're talking about Star Wars. No, you know? and, and nobody has those. Well, I mean, Ben Affleck in his one scene does, and, well, his, his, scene, right. his scene is Holden, rather. But it's, it's, it's a lot lighter on the quote-unquote Kevin Smith dialogue, which is the really, like, wordy... Um, yeah uh, uh sort of um kind of wit like it's it's I've, I've mentioned it before where he he often gets criticized for overwriting um but jay and silent bob are kind of the opposite because they don't speak like that they speak like goofball cartoon characters so it's that's the thing yeah so this movie is all of those kevin smith gags yeah we've talked the thing about i think kevin smith's writing that we are learning like watching red state and stuff is that it sometimes feels like he can't control himself, but he can. Mm-hmm. He just chooses whether or not to do that, right. depending on the film. Right. Um, there's, you know, and that's what it is. Is like this. Jane, Silent Bob, and Cop Out are probably light on that stuff, and I think it's because he chose to do it that way. Jane, Silent Bob don't have long conversations about movies. They just don't. You no. know, they don't speak that way. Um, so it's interesting to watch him. You know treat the characters the way they should. Mm-hmm. And I think Jay and Silent Bob and then, you know, the characters in Cop Out are going to be that same level of kind of like silliness versus... That's, that's what I remember. Like yeah. I, I remember I remember Bruce Willis drawing a dick on the interrogation room window. 
That sounds about uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> like it's that. It's that level of of it's childish. And yeah. also, he didn't. Again, he didn't write it. It's the only. Yeah. It's the only one of his movies he didn't write. So, right. Uh, it'll be interesting to revisit it because I haven't seen it in almost tw- two, two decades. Yeah, same here. Over, yeah, over two decades. Time. It came out in 2010. Holy cow. I, yeah, I don't remember hating it, but I don't remember loving it. I, I really didn't like it, but we'll see. We'll see. I haven't revisited it in a while, so I'm, I'm curious to see. And then I'm curious to see what other matchups or synergies we might discover between the two films after watching it. Yeah, oh, for sure. But... um yeah, I mean, it's a good excuse to watch it again. That's for sure. It'll be, it'll, it's going to be kind of depressing because, like I said, I remember feeling the movie, like it felt like I could feel that Kevin Smith was like not happy making this movie. Well, it's very funny because I don't know Kevin Smith, but based off watching the evenings with Kevin Smith, I think every now and then he walks into something that he should see coming, which is that his big story about Bruce Willis when he was on Die Hard was about how much he l- got along and enjoyed Bruce Willis while Bruce li- Willis literally like just like tortured the studio and the director. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, I'm going to do a movie with Bruce Willis. And it's like, how do you think that's going to go, mm-hmm. man? Like Bruce Willis was fun when you didn't have to direct him. And now you have to direct him. Of course, he's a fucking nightmare, right? right. He's like, not going to advocate for you if you're the director. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what the impression from his stories of Bruce Willis is. It sounds like he's a really fun coworker. Um, terrible if you're you work for him <laughs> or you're he's working for you. Yeah, but a great coworker. That's what it sounded like, um, and that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, that, that was. It'll, it'll be interesting to to see if if I still feel like that tone is there compared to this movie. It's just you know, like I said, there's just so much joy in this film. <laughs> And it's like yeah. so, like ah, I've done it. Closing this book, this chapter's done. Moving on to my future. I'm so excited. Like this movie is full of but those vibes. That's why it's a cool comparison because I would uh, like we'll watch it, but maybe that will be his least joyful film. And I would argue this might be his most joyful film. It might um, be, yeah. Yeah, and well, I mean, I'm sure there's other films he got joy out of. I don't want to act like he'll never get joy out of making a film. But you know what I mean, I'm which just is like t- this is like talking like tone and vibe. Yeah, obviously we don't. Yeah, know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of like what you're getting out of it, like this mm-hmm. was just like we're we're out of the '90s. We're celebrating the Kevin Smith View Askew verse, and we're doing a big thing with all of the comedians. Whereas Cop Out was just like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah, I gotta get <laughs> out of here. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do do the movie and then get the fuck out. Very curious about Jersey Girl. I've never because seen that one. So I actually remember Jersey Girl being not that bad. It was him trying to work with, uh, again, he was doing something with J-Lo in it, with Baffleck. He was trying to do like a romantic adult, like romantic comedy drama. Um, and honestly, I remember it being pretty good for what it was. I think what it was was that it okay. felt like it was a waste of Kevin Smith. Does that make sense? Where it's like, this is so normal. Like anybody could make a movie like this. He was this, just trying you know? stuff, but I see what you're saying. Also, I think that movie f- was f- fell victim to the 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 Benefer stuff. J Lo, yeah, yeah, oh for sure. Like that. No, they, yeah, I think it. Man, people it got, loved to hate that couple. If you weren't if you weren't alive yeah. back then or weren't old enough to remember, they people loved to shit on right. Ben Affleck and J Lo as a couple for whatever yeah, reason. And like, I don't know how good of people either of them are. Sure, uh, one of them is the brother of Casey Affleck. Mm. And I don't know. I don't want to do guilty by association. But like the the point is that um I was gonna that new that video of him like exact like exasperated closing the door for her. Um and people are like, oh they're fighting. It's like, no, you're filming them. They've had they've this is why they broke up, right? Like they have been under a microscope mm-hmm. every fucking time they get together. Like, leave them alone. Again, I don't know if either of them are good people, bad people. I just know that people need to get the fuck away from them. Sure. Like paparazzi. Everybody, everybody deserves their privacy. That's why every picture of Ben Affleck, like, <laughs> is him looking exasperated and smoking a yeah. cigarette. He's just, like, trying he's to like, grab his donkeys, man. Picture. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. All those pictures, he's reacting to being photographed. Yes. That's it. Uh, and, Yeah. <laughs> to piss anybody off. I guess we're ending the episode on that note. I guess. Well, no. Um, 
Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Have, I'm, uh, I, the point is, I'm excited about Jersey Girl because um, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think, yeah, it got lumped in with that Geely film, I think. Yeah. Um, Geely is which, a bad uh, film. Yeah. It does, I think people not, are interchangeable in people's not, minds. Not the fault of Affleck or, Jen, or J-Lo. That, that's just, that is a, yeah. that is a confounding movie. <laughs> I'm excited for you to watch Jersey Girl because there's some cameos in that that will, oh, okay. will be fun. I know Carlin's in it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's a character. He's yeah, he's, like, he's Ben Affleck's dad, right, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's very interesting because he's trying to. Sure. Yeah. Oh fuck, we're gonna cover Zach and Miri at some point. That movie's oh. a fucking fascinating movie. I kind of love Zach and Miri. I love Zach and Miri because it was Kevin Smith being like, "There's this new era of comedy. I better do one." Yeah. Like it's him being like, "All right, let me grab one," and he does one. He's like Judd Apatow style comedy uh, that he just. He nails much tighter reins than Judd Apatow. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is like he's like did it and he did yeah. it really well. Yeah, he nailed and it. And then he's like, "All right, see, I can right. do that too." Now okay, I'm gonna bye. make uh, horror movies for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fun. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think we can we can be done here. Sure. Yeah, um, let's be done. Thank you at Nerd Numbers. Thank, thank you so you. much. Yes. We've said it before. We both like Kevin Smith films, so it's yeah. been fun to revisit them. This has been a fun I haven't show. Seen a yeah. lot of them. Yeah. I hadn't seen this movie in a minute, you know? Yeah, it had been a while. Well, actually, I had rewatched this one like a year ago, but yeah. Oh, okay. It, it had been a while. I think I rewatched it after we watched the reboot. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. This was through our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. You can get custom podcasts on there. Like Did this you know one. This, Tom? Like this yeah. one. You can also do custom we just watched, or for just $5 a month, you get a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spiel Boys. Um, you can watch movies mm. with us every Friday night. That's a tier there. We have a whole Discord community. There's a lot of things on there. You should check it out. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. We also have good a time. store you should check out. Uh, head over to GameFillingEmployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your silent peepers onto that. Hell They traditionally yes. don't talk like Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, wait, what? Your you, eyes. Your, your peepers traditionally don't, don't speak. Yeah. yeah, if your eyes are speaking, that's not normal. Something's up, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Man. Stop it. Yeah, don't knock that off. Right now, I can't yeah, be knock, good for you. Knock. Yeah, get them out of there. Yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Noise, noise, noise. Smoking weed, smoking weed. Doing coke, drinking beers. <laughs>